Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief show here on CBS Sports Radio. Much love to everybody tuned in, locked in all over North America. Hope you had a good night. Hope you enjoyed the games. Hope you're safe. Hope you're well. I hope you're cool. I'm going to be hanging out with you for one more hour. I've been hanging out here since 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific. Every single weeknight, I am holding it down for four hours. Live from Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you to super producer and host Dave Shepard. He's holding it down for us in New York. An appreciation to you once again for listening. If you tuned in to game one, if I want to call it that, of Monday Night Football, the Saints beat the Carolina Panthers. The final score, 20-17. to 17. The game wasn't all that close. Boring ass game. Bryce Young showing a little bit of life late on, leading a 75-yard drive, ending in an Adam Thielen touchdown to make the game look like something. But outside of that, that game was a damn nap. Meanwhile, if I want to consider it to be game number two of Monday Night Football, Pittsburgh Steelers and the Browns, they went back and forth. It's like a a boxing match, just exchanging blows. The first blow of the game or Pick six on the opening play of the game. Alex Highsmith picking one off to open up the game against Deshaun Watson. Unfortunately, in the second quarter, Nick Chubb goes down. We ain't going to see Nick Chubb for a long time. Man, Minka Fitzpatrick went right into his knee the wrong way into the side. This man's knee bent like the letter L. You ain't going to see Nick Chubb for a minute. And so he's gone. And then the game went back and forth, but ultimately the Steelers, Alex Highsmith forces a fumble at the end of the game. T.J. Watt picks it up around six, seven-minute mark. T.J. Watt runs it in for a touchdown, and that's pretty much all she wrote. Another big play of the game. To end things, Browns had the rock. Deshaun Watson throws it down the sideline. Uh, No pass interference called. Joey Porter Jr. had a whole fistful of jersey, one on each side under each armpit of Donovan Peoples-Jones. The referee decided not to call it. It was on fourth down. The ball went over to Pittsburgh, victory formation, and that's all that she wrote. The final numbers here for Deshaun Watson, 
still trying to find some type of groove. 235 yards passing, a touchdown, and an interception. That INT was the one that opened up the game, even though it was a tip. And Kenny Pickett, man, if you're a Steelers fan, are you excited about this guy? I'm not. 222 yards, a touchdown, and an interception himself. Look, here's the deal. The Steelers' defense won them this game. Just the name of the game. You think Steelers, you think defense. They were able to go out there and force four turnovers, including three fumbles, uh, two of those scores automatically, or two of the turnovers automatically went to scores right away. And so Pittsburgh wins 26-22. to 22. But outside of that, I told you, Nick Chubb, damn it, that, that knee injury, everything in that knee is tore up. Everything. Everything, everything, everything. Uh, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck, they made it very clear. We not replaying it because it was just nauseating to watch. Head coach of the Browns, Kevin Stefanski, he talked about Chubb after the game, and he said, yeah, what are you, stupid? Of course he's going to be gone for a long time. Nick's got a very significant knee injury, which is, uh, you know, you feel for the the person. Um, He's a great football player, as we know, but he's an even better person, so we will support him uh, every step along the way. Do you anticipate him being done for the season? I do. Yeah. I, I guess if you're a reporter, you have to ask that question. But, I mean, damn. Did, did you see his knee? He might be out part of next season. He might not come back to play. And I, I'm not, you know, last week we did a whole top six list inspired by Aaron Rodgers, who, by the way, had some type of surgery with new technology on his Achilles. He, he's thinking he could be back by January. Okay, as if the Jets even matter come January. Probably not. But the fact is, man, we talked about catastrophic injuries. Talked about Alex Smith and the infection in his knee. That man's you saw his, his leg tonight. You saw his leg just, I don't want to say come apart. Ain't nobody like supposed to bend that way. Let's just put it that way. Deshaun Watson didn't have a great night on the field at all, but certainly took time out of his own press conference to show love to Nick Chubb. Tough. Uh, I just sent out my prayers to him. Uh, I mean, at that moment, it was tough once we you know, saw the replay and exactly what happened. It just... Just a lot of flashbacks to, you know, the previous one he had in college. You know, it just, yeah, it was, it was tough. Yeah, it was tough. The entire crowd in Pittsburgh saw the replay, and you heard the audible just groan. And then shout out to everybody in Pittsburgh. They they cheered him on as he was placed onto the cart, and then taken to the back. Good luck to Nick Chubb, man. That That's just a, a rough watch. That was terrible to see. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Let's take a listen to the, the, the bookends here. The Steelers' defense getting things started from the beginning. Alex Highsmith able to grab the ball off of a tip and take it in. First play of the game for a touchdown. This is courtesy 
of Westwood One. It's Watson in the gun from his 25. First down and 10. Looks at a four-man front. There's the shotgun snap. Three-step drop goes. The ball deflected in on the ricochet. It is intercepted. Picked off by Highsmith down the sideline. 20, 10, 5. Touchdown! A pick six for the Steelers on the first play of the game. Yeah, that put them on the board immediately. Six to nothing. Let's take a listen to what would have been the final score of the game. Steelers were trailing at this point. And Alex Highsmith, the man who just scored that touchdown, he knocks the ball out of Deshaun Watson's hand, about six, seven minutes left in the game. And T.J. Watt picked it up, ran it in for a TD. This is from the Steelers radio network. Watson under center, Steelers showing blitz, long count. Play action fake, he's back. There's in the ball! And his bookend buddy Watt scooped and scored. And the Steelers take the lead. Their second defensive touchdown of this game. Grand opening, grand closing. Pittsburgh wins 26-22 earlier in the game in the second quarter. And what would have been Kenny Pickett's only touchdown, George Pickens takes it 71 yards for a touchdown. 855-212-4CBS. We got Sean calling from Ohio. You're on the JR Sport Show. Go ahead, Sean. Hey, how you doing? I'm excellent. How are you? Well, I'm not doing too good because the Browns lost. And uh, but I just want to – I I think the the loss of Nick Chubb, like you said, is catastrophic. You know, there's not a Nick Chubb, another Nick Chubb out there on waivers to pick up. No. Jerome Ford don't scare nobody. No one's going to game plan around stopping him. But I think it has to be better play from Deshaun Watson. Did he have three turnovers tonight? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, oh, you asked yeah, me. He yeah, had that. Yeah, because he had two fumbles and, a, and an interception, right? And an, Yes, correct. And two of those yeah, went for so, a score. Yeah. So, I mean, there's just got to be better play from Deshaun Watson. He's, you know, before Chubb got hurt, he's, there, there's Cleveland has talent on on uh, the offense side of the ball, but they're just not to me. They're just not getting. We're not getting Deshaun Watson that plays for the Texans. We're getting a Deshaun Watson that's not playing very well, and that's just what I see. Yeah, and he, he you know, it's not just what you see. I think it's what everybody sees. Deshaun Watson pretty much admitted as much following the game as well. Even on the first play of the game where the interception was, was tipped off of the hands of Bryant, Deshaun Watson went out and or after the game, he said, listen, man, you could you could put the even that turnover uh, on myself. So he's accepting he's accepting blame here. And I know we saw him at the end of last season. I don't want to call that a warm up. This is two games into this season. I'm not gonna completely I don't want to say throw dirt on what Deshaun Watson can be. He has certainly stunk. He has admitted to stinking. When it comes down to his turnovers, I think it's 11 uh, TDs to eight turnovers overall uh, since he's he's been here with the Browns. And so, yeah, there's, there's definitely room for improvement. I'm not going to I'm not gonna just completely put him down. I don't think he's lost it. I just think he has to get reacclimated to a new situation and be back out there. I still think there's hope for him. Well... Yeah, well, 
I hope so because we're gonna need we're gonna need him more now than anything now that we're gonna need him more now than ever because well because of the injury of Nick Chubb. They they paying him a lot. He also got sacked six times tonight, so not necessarily getting all the best help. But look, when you got TJ Watt staring you into your face, it ain't always gonna work out that way. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Jeff is calling from Baltimore. What's going on, Jr.? How you doing? What's up? I'm hanging in there. Well, I get your opinion on something. Yeah. Uh, do you think the NFL should make it where teams can have one or two challenges per game where they can challenge a, a call on the field that they think should have been made but wasn't? And you go up to the booth, maybe have three or four people up there. It would have to be unanimous. Everybody says, yeah, that was a penalty. And they call down to the refs and say, okay, you know, that's a penalty. And I'll give you one perfect. I'll, I'll, I'll bring up the Cleveland-Pittsburgh game. But one other game quick, look at the Denver-Washington game yesterday, the two-point try by Denver at the end. Everybody knows that was pass interference on, on Washington, right? Yeah, no, clear as day. Why shouldn't it's... a team be allowed to throw a challenge flag and go up to the booth and say, yeah, that's obviously a penalty? And, again, it would have to be unanimous. Everybody in the booth, maybe have three or four people, if one person dissents, okay, no. But if everybody agrees, well, you call down and say, hey, you guys screwed up, throw a flag and call the penalty. So they, they, for, for all of that, why don't you just adjust it and say in those final two minutes that now you can't? Why, why don't you – I mean, why we got to add extra people upstairs? Or why we need to go through that for? Well, I mean, however many people they have up there, it would, it would have to be unanimous. Whoever, you know, however many people are up there would have to all agree on it. I mean, that was clearly interference on that Washington guy yesterday. And the Cleveland-Pittsburgh game, I agree. I mean, that wasn't pass interference. It was holding. He grabbed the guy's jersey. Joey Porter grabbed his jersey, the receiver. That's holding. But on that same play, and you can go back and look at this when you get a break, the left end for Pittsburgh, I think it was T.J. Watt, he's clearly in the neutral zone. He, he might even have been on Cleveland's side of the ball when the ball was snapped. He's, on, he's at least in the neutral zone. I don't know how you got a referee standing right there on the sideline looking down the line of scrimmage. How he doesn't see that is beyond me. There were two penalties that should have been called on Pittsburgh on that last play. But uh, good, good show. Keep, keep up the good work. Well, thank you, Jeff. Appreciate you for calling from Baltimore. I mean, as long as we got human beings out there, is is anything ever going to change? I mean, we can go week to week to week, every NFL season, and we can go back-to-back days, consecutive days, consecutive games. He talked about Washington and coming back and, and being Denver yesterday after that miraculous Hail Mary by Russell Wilson. We're talking about what what might have been a pass interference. The only way to maybe get away with it was that the ball was too far out of bounds or at least thrown too far out of bounds for it to be that. But come on, man. Every week is 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 a missed call or somebody missed that. Nobody cares. All anybody does is complain. So what's, what's the real impetus for the NFL to change any rules? I mean, every now and then they'll adjust a rule and say, oh, well, we'll try this for a season or we'll adjust this for a season, and then they move it back. Let's keep in mind they did adjust the rules, especially following the Saints and the Rams, that disaster that we saw in the playoffs back in, uh, what was that, early 2019, and then they switched the rule right back. And so, look, as long as people are tuning in and watching, people will be complaining about the next game. 
855-212-4CBS. Mauricio is here from Tucson. Mauricio, quickly, 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 you're on CBS Sports Radio. You can save from hell and get to heaven. And my prayers are for Nick Chubb, just like Adrian Peterson. I prayed for him. He got healed. He got blessed and came back. Even nearly broke uh, Eric Dickerson's uh, yes. all-time rushing record season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, when when the running back, any player, too, has that communication with God, you know, all things can be done with God. You know, you see Holyfield okay. five-time champion. And uh, right. he, blesses, he blesses who he Anybody is blessed, you know, like my Mike Allstop bouncing around defenders and okay. going around and juking and going in the touchdown. Okay. Um, Christian McCaffrey, excellent. Uh, okay. Just, just, just having God, you know, uh, right. it's, a, it's a big difference. Like with okay. Holyfield and Foreman and always having him in mind, you know. Like okay. Jesus resurrected at 33, he could have rose oh, okay. from the – from the right. purple well, robe, too. Thank you, thank you, Mauricio. Like Take a breath. Take a breath. Thank you, thank that- you, Mauricio. He, he took when I asked him, he when he finally took a breath. He took a big one, and he was breathing all in that microphone. Look, yeah, all the best to, to Nick Chubb, man. But let's let's be real. I don't know. I could tell you this much: Can he bounce back? Of course, yeah, he could bounce back. I'm thinking he gonna come back. Look. Adrian Peterson tore his ACL. Nick Chubb, unfortunately, tonight, that man tore everything in his knee. Everything. His knee is is not even, I don't know what it's hanging on to right now. Skin, I don't know. It's That was terrible. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. I'm going to get to more of your calls on the other side of the break. I do want you to hear some of the audio, some of the commentary following the Saints and the Panthers. The Saints winning that one 20-17. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Thank you, man. We love you down here in Texas, okay, JR? Hey, how you doing, man? I love your show. Love the topic. Thank you. I will be uh, listening again in the future. This is a great show. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief show here on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of talking, unfortunately, about Nick Chubb and his injury. We've talked about the Steelers' defense winning the game tonight as the Steelers went out there and, and, and beat the Browns 26-22. to And then we had the first game. The Saints beat the Panthers 20-17 to in Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. And this game sucked. I, I just got to be honest. I sat down and watched it. I tried to watch be- both games the best that I could uh, when I got on air, before I got on air. So obviously pretty busy. And the first game was nothing but a field goal festival. I mean, heading into halftime, New Orleans led the Panthers 6-3. to three. 
And then we took uh, two, two scores by the running back, uh, Tony Jones Jr., uh, to make the game 20-9. to nine. Carolina couldn't do a damn thing until the end of the game where the fans had pretty much already left. And Bryce Young went on a drive and capped it with a three-yard touchdown pass to Adam Thielen with a minute left in the game and a two-point conversion to at least make the score look respectable. Uh, New Orleans holds on 20-17. to 17. Derek Carr didn't look all that uh, good himself, missed some passes through an interception, 228 yards, no touchdowns, one INT, and then Bryce Young, 153 yards passing to go along with a touchdown. Not a pretty game to watch. Frank Reich, the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, former quarterback, now coach as well, worked with plenty of QBs. He says that we are this close. Take a listen. Seen this before. It's not that far away. It looks bad, um, but really, I don't believe it's that far away. You know, we make a couple plays here, we um, are here and there, and next thing you know, you got 28, 30 points. I just, I know that's true. I know we have the players and the coaches to do it. Um, I have zero doubt about that. It's just we have to execute better on offense. Well, I mean, damn it, the Saints need to execute better on offense as well. Dennis Allen spoke afterwards, and he said, yeah, we we can do better ourselves. You know, certainly it wasn't as clean as we still would like it to be. But yet at the same time, you know, I saw some improvement in a few areas. And, and, you know, look, we're just going to have to keep working and keep grinding to keep, you know, continue to get better. But as we do that, to be able to get wins going along the way is, is, uh, is a good problem to have. All right, let's hear from the rookie quarterback. What does he have to say about tonight? Bryce Young speaking afterwards and said, yeah, we ain't get the job done. You know, obviously it's a, there, there's Phil and there's, there's you know, we, we come in with a plan and, you know, you, you, you go throughout and, again, you, you fill the game out. I don't feel like, again, I don't, I don't think it, there was – there wasn't, I don't feel like, a direction that we should have gone or there's something wrong with this play. It was just us not executing. I think we were put in great positions to execute. Uh, first and foremost, I have to do a lot better job of executing. Um, and then, you know, I think, again, just our DNA, all, all of us, you know, we look in the mirror and, you know, we all want to be better as a unit. Damn. Is he old enough? I know the answer is yes, but he doesn't sound old enough to drink. Hey, Shep, I mean, this... Is this guy going to get beat to shreds like all season long? We saw from Trevor Lawrence two years ago. It, it's just the uh, it's the curse of being a number one overall pick. Hey, a lot of upside was, and there's a lot of downside. He, he was sacked four times tonight, uh, Bryce Young. So uh, every game is going to be a learning experience for him. And I don't expect not a damn thing from the Panthers this year. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. I know that there were some folks who thought that their defense would certainly elevate them, and it's it's keeping them alive. But, I mean, sheesh, this is – it ain't going to be a fun watch. Who do we have here? We got Rick from Maryland. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, JR, great show. I really enjoy you and Jody Mack and Shep's great. Actually, I'm calling from Baltimore. I'm in the Baltimore County, but – Shout out to Jeff that called from Maryland. He's a really good dude, and he calls in. He's very insightful. But I want to get to this game. It was an entertaining game tonight. Yeah. And when you're playing Pittsburgh, man, let's face it, in this division, in this north, 
it's usually Pittsburgh and Baltimore draft for defense. As long as they got the defense they have, they're going to be in every game. And I agree with you. I'm not sold on Pinkett, on Kenny Pickett. I'm, I, there's something about him. I wouldn't doubt if Trubisky is going to relieve him sooner or later, you know. Yeah, no, nah, he's – He's 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 ordinary. I don't you see the thing is with Kenny Pickett in the NFL. I, every time he snaps the ball, I feel like I'm I'm watching him at Pitt. Like I I feel like he wants to take off, but he knows that he can't get away with it in the NFL. And so there's still the hesitancy. And obviously the Steelers are still trying to babysit him to a certain degree. Uh it I I don't know. He he looks like he is what he is. Even if he is incrementally better, I don't know if that's going to be good enough to get the Steelers back to where they traditionally are, and that's like competing every single season for a playoff spot, and sometimes more than that, you know? Yeah, you got to have – you know, that offensive line didn't look good at all, either uh, pass protecting. I mean, the Cleveland's got a hell of a defense, too. They, it was To me, it was a defensive game mainly, but it was very entertaining, and there were some yeah, hiccups, and – you know, you can't win in the NFL when you turn the ball over four times. Usually that's a that's a page for disaster. But, you know, the pass interference, it was so-called, what I saw as Porter was grabbing the receiver. Is that – you think that's more discretionary because the refs didn't want to throw the flag? No, I think because, it's uh, – the only thing – and I, I've said this a few times. I think the only way that they didn't call that – because was because they felt the ball was was too far out of bounds to be catchable. Mm-hmm. That could be the only reason. I, I see no other way that you don't throw the flag there. Yeah, I was a couple other things, and I'll let you go. And I feel for Nick Chubb. I mean, we lost J.K. Dobbins, so yeah, you know, it evens that. But the, a couple times now, they had a fourth and thirteen. Cleveland did. I'm thinking they got to pick up at least half of that because it's two down territory. Why was Deshaun Watson going for the whole ball of wax? He might have saw somebody down in coverage, but he just overthrew that ball. And then there was a play, I think, in the first half where it was a free play. It was a penalty against Pittsburgh anyway. And Watson sort of scrambled, and I thought he kind of gave up on the play. I thought maybe he could have ran that out. And I couldn't understand it. Did you see? You remember that play? Man, I had to watch two football games and talk on the radio at the same time. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Sooner or later, one day I'm going to ask you, Shepard, sit you down and ask you how many games you think you watch in the course of a season. That would Ooh, be really interesting. You said me or Dave? Which one? What? No, you, you and Shepard. Oh, I mean. Man, I got the ticket. I, I kind of flip through every – if a game sucks, I ain't watching it. I kind of flip around and watch everything. Yeah, I hear you. I hear a little, you. A little bit more difficult to get into all of the intricacies when I'm, when I'm on the air. A little bit tougher. Well, I was, I was happy the Ravens won. My Ravens won. But, you know, I got guarded optimism. It's early in the season. Well, we'll hey, see. what's up? With all, you, you, got a, you got something to fix Odell's ankle? Oh, I don't know. I don't know the extent of that. Harbaugh said it's not – he doesn't think it's very serious. Okay. I really don't know. Yeah, well, but anytime like Odell gets hurt, it's, it's apparently serious if you ask me. But we'll see. Yeah, it's always like, 
the good thing is it's always a, a competitive uh, situation. The games are pretty much always good in the AFC North. And good luck to your Ravens, okay, Rick? Thank you very much, and it was a pleasure talking to you again. No doubt about it. Thank you so much Keep for up. calling. Oh, well, thank you. I cut him off by mistake. Now I feel like a terrible human. Not really. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. We got so many callers here that have so many thoughts and opinions about what took place tonight. I'm going to get some more of your calls before we roll out. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, uh, JR. <clears throat> Thanks for having me on. Uh, first time caller. You got a great show. I really uh, like your show. You're really patient, and I think you're really objective. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We've had a busy night. We had two Monday night football games. We talked about Colorado beating Colorado State. We talked about Washington and and Denver, Denver being the Broncos. We talked about Russell Wilson. I mean, we, Shep, what else did we, we talked about the Giants and their injuries. You know what, Shep, this we have to do tomorrow. We got to talk about running backs, man. Yeah. We got to talk who, so Saquon goes down with an ankle, right? And we got Nick Chubb has a completely blown out leg. This man's leg is cooked. And then we want to give running backs all this money? I mean, it's tough out here, man. What about Dobbins? Oh, J.K.? Well, yeah, I want to say he's old news, but he's not now at this point. Right. It's just... Uh, and this is what we we just finished. What is this, week two of the season? I mean, we just yeah. I mean, this is still week two. Yeah, it's crazy. Joe Burrow is gone. Aaron Rodgers, and these are not obviously running right. backs, but Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers. Somebody is yelling at us uh, all over the country, yelling about their their player who's injured. A lot of folks, a lot of people, folks can't remember everybody. Would we be jerks if we just said Jimmy G at some point? Oh, we got to line him up, right? Yeah. He's like a ticking time bomb for injury. Exactly. It's like Anthony Davis. It's like Kareem. Even Kareem said that when he was here with us last week. Or or, or Kawhi. Well, Kawhi plays basketball, man. Oh, when he goes to Colorado, maybe. Yeah, he was standing up watching the game. Yeah, Kawhi's a big sports fan. I've seen Kawhi at the uh, the boxing matches and stuff. You know what's funny? What? There's so much to talk about tonight, and I'd be curious. I'd be really curious to hear you talk about it tomorrow. Is and I, this is not a far, this is not far fetched. Yeah. Are we seeing the are we seeing the end of Bill Belichick? Ah, uh, uh, we we've talked about this a little bit. We yeah let, let let's let's earmark this for tomorrow. Okay yeah, yeah. we got to talk about the running backs, and then we got to talk about Bill Belichick. Remember Jr. He hasn't yes. done this since Tom Brady even wore a Patriot uniform. What be O two? Yeah, that is O two. Now technically Brady was was there, but I'm I'm talking about right. Brady actually being a player. Yeah, what was that? Was it two thousand or two thousand one? They it, started right. 0-2. It was it was the it was the Mo Lewis hit. Yeah, that was the last time. And last night's game, I gotta be honest, I fell asleep watching that game. The Patriots are a boring team to watch, man. I think Belichick fell asleep watching that game. 
I saw him throw that flag, though. He didn't fall asleep then. He's looking miserable. You know what? We'll, we'll talk about Belichick tomorrow, but for the hell of it, just for sure, sheer entertainment purposes, let's listen to Bill Belichick uh, on the loss to the Dolphins from last night. Listen to this. All right. Well, not too much to say after that one. Uh, yeah. Tough, uh, tough loss. Um, but got to learn from it and uh, just keep working harder and, and move on. So. When does he ever have a lot to say about anything? You got to ask him about the long snapper or the punter yeah. to get like a decent response out of Bill Belichick. Or bring up Lawrence Taylor. Those are one of the two oh things that would get Bill Belichick speaking. What I got to ask him, how much? Never mind. It's... <laughs> no, just what kind of impact Lawrence Taylor had on, on the NFL and specifically defense. And oh, yeah, okay. it, it catapulted Barcells and especially Belichick to new heights. It's why Belichick even had a head coaching job in the first place. Yeah, defensive coordinator Giants, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know what? Let's let's listen to a happy head coach. You know, amongst all the football going on yesterday, Deion Sanders was highlighted on 60 Minutes for his work with Colorado. And a standout line that you might have heard, or maybe you didn't, they asked him about the best coach in college football. Listen to this. Who's the best coach in college football today? Let me see, let me see a mirror so I can look at it. <laughs> you feel that? What? You think I'm going to sit up here and tell you somebody else? You, you, think, you think that's the way I operate? That somebody else got that on me? But I tell you this. I love and I adore and I respect. And every time I do a commercial with Coach Saban, it's a gift. Just sitting in his presence and hearing him and, and throwing something else out there so I could hear his viewpoint on it because he's forgotten more things than I may ever accomplish. So I'm a student looking up to this wonderful teacher saying, just, just, just throw me a crumb of what you know. If he want to throw uh, Nick Saban anything, he need to throw his son out there to play quarterback because Alabama still don't know who's playing. They're going to throw Milrose back out there and – they are now uh, – Alabama is has fallen off. That's just what it is. They're not the big, bad Alabama that's just going to step over everybody. They only beat South Florida 17-3. to You mean they're not going back to Tyler Buckner? Are you sure about that? <laughs> hey, look, uh, I, I know Milrose gives out great high fives, but I don't know if you'd want him handing out high fives or throwing passes, man. Um, yeah, sorry. My apology. Alabama's whooping everybody ass for so long, so they'd be okay. Everybody can't sit at the top forever. Let's get to some more of your calls before we roll out. Hey, Shep, maybe you can go. Do you have years of eligibility left? Probably, right? I'm not going 5 for 14 if you put me in Alabama's offense behind that line. That I will tell you. And you can make it past the line of scrimmage? Yes. Okay. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Mark is here from California. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Well, well, JR, in terms of running backs, you also forgot Jamal Williams went down today. So, I mean, they're down to basically nobody. Um, Not only that, though, but, I mean, the reason they signed Jamal was because he had 17 touchdowns last year with a goal line back for Detroit, and he barely sees any, any, any touches. Same thing with Tyson Allegier. They had first and goal at the two-yard line. And you're telling me you can't run it one play to get him in the goal line? 
It's like Arthur Smith wants Desmond Ritter to throw the ball. Desmond Ritter is trash. He's terrible. Like, you want him to throw the ball more, you have him and Bijan. It makes no sense. Um, and then what about uh, Najee? I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to go as far to, to call him trash, but he, 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 well, has, he, he has some ways of throwing away a game before you should start just to call him trash. Let's just say him, him and Kenny Pickett are in the same boat. Let's just say. Uh you have. Uh, I, th- I think we've seen more of Kenny Pickett. Uh, I, I'd, I'd give. I'd give a Ritter a little bit more rope. What about Najee though? He had a 17-yard run and then a 21-yard run, which means that's 38 yards. I think he finished for 10 for 43. So he had eight yards, eight carries for five yards. Excuse me. So that's yes, nothing. Correct. And the reason why I went after this guy in fantasy was because Matt Canada came out, offensive coordinator, and said we're going to run the ball more. They lost Deontay Johnson. He's not in there. You knew Pickens was going to get some, you know, things. But just running backs in terms of the NFL, and I want to ask you a question, too, in regards to a running back. I want you to give me the answer, and I'll I'll give you my, my, like, input. There's one team in the National Football League that has one back and then a backup. But this back is the primary back for the entire offense. What team do you think that is? I don't know. Tennessee. San Francisco 49ers. They have Christian McCaffrey. You know he's getting all the touches. And then they have Elijah Mitchell, who gets like maybe three, four carries a game. Like, that's it. But no other team in football, everyone has like a running back by committee. Like, look at Philadelphia. They have DeAndre Swift, Kenneth Gainwell, Penny, Boston Scott, and they all get touches. So it's like, uh, you know, not everyone could be Atlanta rushing for 250 a game. But I thought that literally – the Saints would rush more, especially Carolina just gave up 250 rushing yards. You know, so I, I thought they would run it more. And it's just teams are, I think, shying away from the run. Not every team has a Christian McCaffrey, right? Well, where, but, have you, where have you where have you been? To, and, and, Mark, we're at the end of the show, man, so I got to let you go. Well, where, where have you been for the past forever? Teams are throwing the ball more than ever. Teams are not paying to run it. Where, where have we been? Like, it, well, I'm going to employ more running backs to keep the cost down. And, yeah, where where you been, man? We know this already. Mike is calling from Pittsburgh. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, how you doing, JR? I'm good. What's Thanks up? Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I, um, I, I, I just left the game. And um, Cleveland, I, to dispute – one of your earlier callers who said that uh, he thought that uh, uh, that Deshaun, Deshaun Watson was not as good as he was at Houston. Let me say that as far as ball control was concerned, Cleveland held the ball at least 10 minutes longer than the Steelers did. Yes, that's accurate, but I don't think that's fully indicative of his own play. Deshaun Watson admitted that he, he hasn't played up to his own standards, no. Well, whenever you well, and in another realm, uh, something I've been telling my sons uh, for the longest all day today: offense scores points, but defense wins games. And it was just uh, an overwhelming uh, defensive effort by the Steelers, who kept them. They kept them in this game. I mean, I. Uh, uh, it, you know, aside from penalties and uh, everything, to me, penalties I, I and turnovers. I, yeah, I, I stood up through the whole game watching and wondering 
what Cleveland was going to do next, if they were going to throw or they're going to run. And I'm telling you, they, they balanced out to me. Now, if Deshaun can play better than this, uh, the division had better – our the, the North had better wake yes. up. Because, well, because it, him, him playing better than this is returning back to, to what he was prior. Thank you, Mike, for calling from Pittsburgh. I just got to wrap the show up. Look, the, the Cleveland controlled the ball. They rushed for 200 yards today, okay, 198 yards that they rushed for. They gave the ball up. They turned it over four times. Two of those turnovers directly went to the end zone. Let's get Mailman in from Alabama. You get the last word. You got to hit me with a quick sentence, Mailman. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, Two real quick points. Uh, You were out a few weeks ago, and uh, Shep did a great job. And uh, I talked about the Falcons being one of the surprise teams uh, this year, so uh, I really think they're going to uh, surprise a lot of uh, teams because there's really no dominant team in their division. Uh, last thing, Jr. Man, it's an honor being on your show, and I'm going to pull out of my mailbag. The biggest upset of the week is going to be Alabama beats Ole Miss 35-24. Look for Jalen Milrow to handle his business this weekend. Okay. Well, thank you, Mailman, for calling from Alabama. And everything in the NFC South right now, everybody got a victory except for the Carolina Panthers. They're 0-2, Falcons 2-0, Tampa 2-0, New Orleans now 2-0. Hey, I'm not all that shocked at anything the Falcons do. I expect them to finish above 500. The JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio is a wrap. Thank you to Chef. Thank you to everybody. I'll be back tomorrow. Don't move here on CBS Sports Radio. Amy Lawrence, she's coming up next. Thank you, Chef. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.